Hey folks, welcome back to the Awesome Cast, your podcast for everything awesome, when we update. I'm Basil, your usual host, and sorry about not updating lately, we're working on fixing that. Case in point, this episode. This episode actually was recorded last year during MTAC, so a long time ago. I had the wonderful chance to talk to several of the runners of MTAC, uh, Lucas and Holly, along with Nico and Tara. You'll get to hear all about them in their segment. They're wonderful people, and I'm glad that they took the chance to talk to me. Sadly, my microphone did not agree. While Lucas sounds pretty good and Nico sounds amazing, Holly and Tara did not suffer so well. For that, I apologize. I have tried editing this thing to make it more listenable, but my file keeps crashing over and over at least 15 times my last count. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to release this pretty much unedited. And so you may want to have headphones or listen at home. It may not be the best for driving, but they talk about all sorts of awesome things like how well the con went last year, what went great, what did not go so great, what their plans for this year. It was next year at the time, but now it's this year. MTAC, Devil's Dozen, Three Days of Anime, March 29th through 31st. 2013. You should totally go. They've got awesome guests. They have people like Todd Habercorn, Eric Stewart, Monica Real, Power Glove, The Slants, Eric Stewart Band, Pin Pinnell, and more, like other bands, and music acts, like DJs. Now you may ask yourself, Bud Basil, that hardly sounds like anime or manga at all. What about your well, people should have more anime and manga girls. Ma, 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 ma. Well, screw you. They've got now Yazawa. Now, who is she? You may just ask. Well, she did a little manga known as Wedding Peach. That's right, Wedding Peach. Have you heard of Wedding Peach within the past decade? No. Except at MTAC. Only MTAC, the Metal Tennessee Anime Convention, has the Dragon Brass Balls during the year that Sailor Moon is coming back to say, screw y'all. Well, Sailor Moon's really awesome, by the way, but we're getting the manga call that made Wedding Peach. And you're going to go to our con and see her. And that's what I'm telling you. You better go to this con and see her. I don't care if Anime Boston is in Boston or any other con that might be happening at the same time. Now, you all come to MTAC, and you come see Wedding Peach. Do that. My microphone is now staring at me like I'm an idiot, but it just doesn't know about Wedding Peach. It's a new microphone. We got a brand new microphone. It's great. So hopefully, this year at MTAC, we'll not have any technical issues that we apparently had last year. But without further ado, here's the segment from last year. now the final day of MTAC Omega, and everyone lives to tell the tale. We are here with some of the core staff that makes this wonderful convention happen. We have... Holly Ray, I'm the Vice President and Co-Chair. Uh, Lucas Leverett, uh, Chairman. Nicholas Qualls, uh, Senior Director of Public Relations. And Tara Tassik, Director of Media Relations. 
So this is a whole new year for MTAC, and when I say whole new year, I mean whole new venue, whole new everything. Right now, how does it feel? Exhausting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it feels like, you know, we've finally grown up. It's satisfying. The morning report of things being so smooth again, another night, you know, comparatively, it's nice because it makes it feel like a a good uh, triumph. So... You're in a brand. You're in a convention center, whole new hotel, downtown Nashville. What were some of the challenges that you knew what you were getting into when you moved to this new location, and how did you decide to tackle those challenges that we knew about? <laughs> parking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, parking we knew about. So Nico was able to to really get a lot of info out. Of course, he had to get it for me, and it took a while to get all that stuff together because there's so many choices and weird methods of parking because if you know what you're doing, you can actually like sneak some pretty decent priced or free parking in, in Nashville. You have to know some facts. Or if you work or downtown. Work downtown. Right. <laughs> or if you work in a newspaper office like Nico, you can just use your pass. Yeah. <laughs> or the art gallery. <laughs> right, yeah. there you go. And Holly's like, I'm just screwed. <laughs> yeah, I paid for ballet. But at least it's fancy, right? Right. We are fancy. Fancy schmancy. This new hotel is amazing. So, do you like it here? Do you do you feel MTAC sitting in well? I love it here. Yeah. yeah. Elbow room. Yes. So great. So, so far great. it's been really, really good. And the and the service has generally been great. I mean, you any place has people that work, you know, hourly, part time, down the line, don't necessarily do as good of a job as professional everyday salary people that you deal with in the pre-planning process so there will be hiccups but every time we've seen something we've worked through it really well and um, you know they seem prepared for for grown-up problems where some of your smaller places over the years you know freak out and, and can't deal with certain things I mean the sheer volume of our production intimidates a lot of uh, people in the industry of convention centers and such, or, well, meeting spaces. Um, but these guys are used to that. So, you know, I, I guess they're used to the ballroom feeling like it's going to collapse with all the ravers. <laughs> Maybe not that kind of collapse, but the, the, the sound and production was pretty phenomenal, and they don't seem phased by it. Sorry, brain fart happens. Editing. Fix it in post. What has been the most interesting challenge now that you're on site and stuff's happening that has occurred? And um, I think uh, the only real complaint that I've heard people addressing as far as you know, what's affecting the Congoers are the elevators. And I think that's something that, you know, we... We were hoping the hotel would have under control, and I think they're trying their best, but it's definitely something that we're going to have to address for next year. Um, however, on on the same note, you know, those of us that go to Dragon Con and other really big cons, we, we wait 10 minutes for the elevator, and we're like, what's the problem? <laughs> you know? so ask for a lower room, really. You, right. could, you could take escalators up for three flights. It's, yeah. 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 Well, and, and I think that, you know, we didn't really have, to my knowledge, any breakdowns. Um, Thank God. The yeah. elevators have been working all that I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, we've done some, uh, like Nico was tweeted, tweeted yesterday, I think. And remember, there's a maximum number of people. Mm-hmm. If you break the elevator, you will have to take there's, the stairs. Yes. There's a bell, apparently, that goes off. Some some congoers have heard it because they've 
yeah set it off yeah, yeah. <laughs> every, every time i get on an elevator now i count and it's basically just got to be smart in any convention when you're using elevators or escalators or things that take you up and could possibly drop you <laughs> 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 yes, gravity. That's a good thing to keep in mind. Yes, especially in uh, how many floors are in this hotel? Uh, the hotel twenty four. Twenty four. Building has like thirty. Yeah, so the hotel portion. I wouldn't want to drop from twenty four. I wouldn't want to drop from seven. <laughs> I wouldn't want to drop from two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So one of the events that was introduced this year because you're in downtown Nashville was the pub crawl. <laughs> Who came up with it? How did it work? Did you enjoy it? Would you do it again? I think that was one of those, we were just sitting around after a meeting one day, you know, yeah. having dinner, talking and going, oh, you know what? Let's throw cosplayers in with all the normies downtown and see what happens. <laughs> and so we kind of generated this idea of doing a cosplay bar crawl and you know it was phenomenal and then con kitty leading the pack you know we, we thought it would be a lot of fun for everyone so it's easy for people to get behind that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. booze and costumes what's there not to love yeah not yeah, evidently Halloween. something on the order of like 70 or 80 people uh went and i, I think we have lots of photo and video of of all of that I know that me and a few others were going to down, downtown to find food, and we're like, we're going to go to this place, and we see this gigantic line that we didn't realize, looking at the line, like, oh, that's the pub crawl. <laughs> okay, we're going over here now. <laughs> <laughs> what you do is stay a step ahead. You enjoy the show without the line. <laughs> so what have you, what, what, what moment have you enjoyed the most so far this weekend? I'm actually enjoying right now because I only slept for two hours and don't feel bad. <laughs> and that's very rare because, uh, well, like, like Holly tweeted last night, I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> so, yeah, for um, sure. But I would say that uh, uh, there are too many little things to name, but I think if I were to collect them all in one, my favorite thing is the repeated moment in different forms of how many people keep coming up to us talking about having a great time and talking about how well they've liked what we've done and then last night even one of those conversations ending up um, comparing us to Dragon Con and Acon and like the person that said this listed off these big well-established conventions that uh, are considered kind of the marvels of the fan world and uh, said that they thought we were we were there and uh, that's really nice to see. Uh, I like hearing that because that says we're we're leaving a great impression. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, uh, the best moment all weekend has been Thursday when I first got here and got checked into my room and lay up on one of those top floors and I just kind of stood there and looked out the window <laughs> and thought, you know, we we did it. We finally arrived. Yeah. We're finally there. Like I tweeted about ten minutes ago, a city conquered. Yeah. <laughs> I loved uh, the moment Thursday evening when I realized, wow, we're done? <laughs> Ready to go. Yeah, we only had to start at 8 a.m. to do it the day before. But, yes, uh, but it, it was so nice because usually uh, most of our previous venues, we only get to start on Thursday afternoon and 7 in the morning. So we actually weren't rushing and we weren't as stressed as we typically are on Thursday. So it was very nice to have the ability to 
take some time, make sure everything is done right, and then see everyone enjoying it the next two days and hopefully today. Yeah, it was definitely nice to be able to get a little sleep on Thursday night. That yes. Was the first time ever. It was a big I stipulation. Well. I mean, when I first, I mean, I've been working on getting us in this place for years, but when I first started to get to the point of putting pen to paper, one of the biggest things was we've got to have a lot of setup time. And we don't care if that affects the price. We just need to see what you want us to pay to get 8 a.m. Thursday to start setting it up. Because we just can't continue to kill ourselves all night on Thursday and then start the con at a disadvantage of exhaustion. Yeah, I think uh, Tommy, our production senior director, would have killed you if we had oh, to start yeah. setting up at 5 <laughs> instead of early in the morning. And it was still very late. Like I think I don't know if it was 1 or 2 a.m. Well, not very late. It was late when he was getting on the elevator. And I said, hey, you know. How are things? Are you ready to go? And he said, pretty ready. Ready is going to get for a crew that's been working since 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was going up to go to bed, which is unheard of, because usually he is leaning over the soundboard, nitpicking some frequency until 4 or 5 in the morning on Thursday. So that it was good to see that. I think, I think a highlight for me um, on the media angle um, was that this is my first year in this position, and... Um, a year that I really wanted to get MTAC into the public eye, which I think we've always been covered by fan press, which is great. But for me, getting a phone call that Channel 5 was already on site and another television station had just shown up as well, Channel 4, which I had contacted a week prior. And I think that was a hallmark moment for me. I'm like, I have two like, big names. Like, I have the Tennessee in here. I've got the scene like USA Today showed up, like one of their freelancers. And so it was really that second call. Like we have another, we have another television, like you need to get up here and show these people around. And I was like, yes, like we're finally, we're finally big fish. We got to the point where we probably, we weren't able to get them their badges fast enough. So I just told our public safety crew, if they have a television camera with the networks like label on it, that's their badge. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, if they, if they are recognizable media, like if you know the name from some Nashville outlet, just let them in. Like, so they, uh, and everything that I kept hearing um, was, I'm so overwhelmed. Every reporter that I talked to was like, I'm so overwhelmed. Like, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like, I've never covered anything like this is this your first year and you know i was like no i've been doing this for 12 years now welcome to the party it helps now that, <laughs> it helps now that we're only like a couple of blocks from their stations right, right. right. well there is nothing our local media uh, bless their souls loves more than uh, hopping right out the front door and having a story um, you know you see so many reports from uh, channel four from West Nashville. They're always reporting live from I-40 in West Nashville, which is three blocks from their building. <laughs> so our vicinity is a huge advantage uh, from that perspective as well. And Channel 5 is also just a few blocks away Yeah, as well. you can walk to Channel 5 really easily. Now, Channel 2, they had to work to drive down the street, but did they, did they show up? Not no, that I'm no. aware of. Well, see, there you go. Yeah. Gas is really expensive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, this downtown centralization really has a lot going for it. And we kept hearing from people in retail stores around town when we would send people out to run for stuff. They would see the badges or they would just know uh, something was going Caddies. on. Yeah. And they would say, <laughs> the oh, do you work for that convention? Like, there's a buzz around from people that must have been coming into town, buying stuff at stores and telling people where they were going. And then when our staff goes to buy food for a lounge or whatever, they're like, oh, you work at that thing. So it was interesting recognition all around. 
So how does it finally finally have a dealer's room where you don't have to count heads to, to, to allow a certain number of people in? True. Now you have a dealer room where you have to count heads to prove that there's enough business for all of them. <laughs> uh, I personally think this dealer room was um, just the same as any large dealer room I've been in at any anime convention. My main points of comparison for me are AWA and Ohiocom. Um, and those two places, to me, feel the same as what we've had here. Um, there were some times that were a little slow here and there, but we were able to address traffic flow things that we could improve because we're still learning the rooms. And uh, it was pretty, it was pretty slamming yesterday. Like mm -hmm. I had to stand around and have a conversation for a while about the slowness, and as I had the conversation, it kept filling up, and eventually it got to the point where it was just silly to keep talking about a lack of traffic because they there were standing in front of us. Yeah. <laughs> so. There it goes again. I should get more than four hours yeah. of sleep. Yeah, you <laughs> two. Well, um, two is evidently the yeah. magic rejuvenator. You guys are all, you're sharing space with another convention here. That's uh, how's that the integration between the two of you guys going? The interactions between the two cons. Did you there's, find someone with yeah. anime tattoos? That's, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is there's a lot of tattooed nerds out there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the crossover idea uh, was a happenstance. We. It's interesting how sometimes uh, a little conversation that happens makes for a huge thing. And it was an aside. My whole group of staff were touring. I had the salesperson that I worked with for this place um, off to the side. And he said he, he had been saying, I think I've got the perfect fit for the rest of this space to match up with you all the time. And I just assumed, okay, he found a bunch of friendly like bass boat trade show guys or something. Um, <laughs> And I said, well, so now who is your other client? And he says, well, it's the Full Moon Tattoo and Horror Festival. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is perfect. Um, and, you know, it's not, it, nothing's perfect. I mean, you know, we had a conversation this morning. You know, they, they've got a little bit more gruff crowd. And when they're shopping in our dealer room, they give the dealers a little more crap about, like, what is this thing? You know, they, they recognize kind of, you know, cheap Chinese goods that they might not buy because they're not 14. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, you know, there's still a lot of crossover interest. Um, and especially from our side, there's a lot of people that have interest in some of the stuff that they were doing. So that little comment w developed into trying to start a relationship and talk to these guys. And we'd, we'd worked with them in different capacities in the past because, uh, you know, we had done a show within their show a couple years ago to sponsor our other convention, GMX. And so we knew them. And... Uh, they have been doing this as long as we have. We're both 12-year shows, but they have a business. They have, like, several tattoo shops in town, and they have, like, a little uh, horror movie company on the side, and, um, you know, they're very busy. They clearly have a lot of stuff. They look at us and say, wow, you've got that figured out. You guys are really good at what you do. Um, and we're to the point where we're starting to think, you know, we really should maybe use that stuff to help raise funds for MTAC and maybe start sourcing out what we know how to do to get money into our system um, by doing things for people like them that don't really know uh, you know how to do it I mean it's the littlest decisions they rented those really expensive little booths to check people in and stuff we went and bought some portable bars and unfolded them every day for registration it's little places where you think okay how can I trim the BS of the convention industry and the overpriced stuff out of my life and then systems that just work. I mean, even the hotels are always amazed, you know, how we sit down, we tell them how we do stuff, and, 
you know, we, we have it in hand. So I think we have a lot to benefit from. They, they get a lot of media guests that we uh, can't put a lot of money on the line to have sometimes. Um, and we can give them a lot of know-how, uh, things that they haven't really figured out how to do. And we think the relationship is good, and we want to integrate it more uh, in the future and hopefully stay on the same weekend, Easter weekend, and unify our buying power uh, and be a major presence in this. So next year, 13, what are you doing? Well, the, uh, the theme, I'll, I'll let you address the theme <laughs> yes, a little. And so, uh, for those of you that missed uh, the reveal at Cosplay Halftime yesterday, next year's theme is the occult. So vampires, witches, demons, all that good stuff. Um, and we're kind of playing off not just the scarier titles, but also the more cutesy stuff, too. Like, I think we had clips from... Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, we had him and Powerpuff Girls in the video, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah, so trying to keep it light, even though it's a little bit of a darker theme. Um, A lot of adorable witches in the genre, of course. It's kind of hard to do darker than (laughs) post-apocalyptic. Yeah, end of the world, that's kind of the trip card, so. But, uh, yeah, we're really excited about it. Um, We have some really interesting ideas that I'm not going to disclose yet <laughs> as far as programming is concerned um, but uh, we're, we're really looking forward to not only going with a theme that's really popular with a lot of anime fans but also um, now that we've got this first year under our belt here really seeing what we can do in this new space so, so yeah. next year uh, MTAC Devil's Dozen the occult, demons, devils, and all of that, and it's also a play on Baker's Dozen, which uh, thirteen, or as Nico likes to refer to it as MTAC Double D. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I realize I like that abbreviation probably more than the name. <laughs> and we do that every year. We have to find ways to abbreviate, like when we're talking to each other. Um, you know, there's always some kind of way that we write it, and so it's already, like, caught on. Everybody's DD, DD, DD when they talk and, or when they type. Plus, it's easier on Twitter. <laughs> yes, there you go. You got a character count. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, you know, and we're, we're digging the way that that, that is shaping up because it's a fun, it, it's really a fun theme. And by using dozen, you're referring to eggs. We're on Easter. It just it ties so well. Um, and we did have to wrestle internally with the you know, PR and political correctness of being next door to every denomination in the entire United States represented in a building downtown. Um, and whether or not they, they would be able to, well, not they, because they're not exactly showing up today for the show or whatever, but um, <laughs> a little busy. but people that might be sensitive to that would receive that titling. Um, but there's so many things going on that say, look, we're, we're grown-ups. We can just deal with the fact that this is tongue-in-cheek. And um, I think we've really handled it very well. And Everybody knows we're just messing around and having a good time. It's just a name. And then uh, I think you're going to see some lightness uh, in 14 and 15. The things we have in mind theme-wise, when we disclose them, you'll see we're about to bounce into the, the shinier, happier realms. So we're, uh, we're trying to have that variety. So as MTAC, as the lord and creators of all you survey, <laughs> who annoys you more? Homestuck fans or My Little Pony fans? You <laughs> 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 can be honest here. No one's judging. I think mm. the Homestuck fans. <laughs> Honestly, I can say that because they're the ones that email me like nonstop. Hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do this? I'm like, I don't know. 
care? They're like, can we sit around and draw stuff? Yeah, oh. it's not illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, no, get out! <laughs> <laughs> My Little Pony fans, on the other hand, they're like bright and cute and shiny and happy, and with the exceptions of the ones that like Pinkie Pie, they're generally pretty cool. Oh God, there's been so many renditions of Pinkie Pie this weekend. <laughs> like, yeah, my um, four-year-old loves My Little Pony, so I'm a little biased, but Pinkie Pie, psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I, you know, I, I don't, I wasn't exposed to Homestuck. Actually, I got an email like you said. <laughs> Of course, everybody knows I'm not a very good fan of anime anymore. All my stuff that I loved is loved, not love. You know, I have old stuff that I like that most people haven't hear, even heard of. And, uh, you know, I, I was always in it for the visual uh, as a graphic artist, and, and I like the way it looks. And uh, so I get this email like, you know, hey, I just have one thing that matters to me at MTech, Homestuck. I'm like... Good for you. And <laughs> and so I had to ask around, and like I still wouldn't recognize a cosplay if I saw it. On the flip side, My Little Pony, I recognize this. And for my estimation, considering especially that our GMX girls for our other show have done some costumes for uh, My Little Pony, there are more people being more creative that I've noticed with My Little Pony cosplay. Um, and I wouldn't know Homestuck cosplay if it like walked up and slapped me. Which now that I've said that, probably they all, all they will start walking. <laughs> <up and slapping>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're gray with the little orange horns. Oh, you see a okay. bunch of them. Okay, yeah, You'll not probably see a bunch of them. But yeah, I had to have a friend of mine explain what the hell Homestuck is to me, and I still don't understand it. So, <laughs> since it primarily seems to be a thing designed for teenage girls, do you think you'll see it, another influx come GMX, or do you think? Because that skews a little bit even older than MTAC that don't have to worry about those kids. Which thing? The Homestuck? Homestuck. Um, yeah, okay. I don't think we'll really see that at GMX. That crowd tends to be a little bit older, a little bit more uh, general fandom instead of like anime specific. So we'll probably see a little bit of it, but there's just so much going on at GMX as far as different fandoms that... Usually more variety. Yeah, yeah for sure. So. Now, I know we'll be talking to some of the GMX guys later, but as far as GMX goes, what are you looking forward to personally? Well. Later on this, no. you know, at the end of this year. GMX <laughs> is the weekend of my birthday. So we will be hosting our first ever MTAC room party at GMX, hosted by yours truly, and it's going to be epic. <laughs> yeah, I've created a rivalry that I don't know if I prepared to have to manage. <laughs> I've, I've appointed two people who are already somewhat rivalous anyway that work in the same employer's uh, work, company, at least, not workplace now, but um, to the executive director positions these two cons. So now I, I think there may be an inner organizational con party war happening. Uh, <laughs> Holly is going to throw down the first gauntlet with the uh, MTAC room party. The only thing that sucks is that we can't really award the room party prize to our own organization's <laughs> other cons room party, <laughs> so no matter how good they do, they can't be officially recognized and rewarded <laughs> accordingly. I think ultimately stuff like that, that fun competitions are great for the organization, yeah. boosts morale, gives us something to do, and everyone tends to win. When that happens. Yeah. Who doesn't like a party? I mean, exactly. let's be honest. But uh, the GMX part, I'm looking forward to a lot of the guests that we've already announced. Uh, we have voice actors like Billy West and Rob Paulson 
Billy West does Fry and a lot of the voices from Futurama. Rob Paulson has done a lot, huge list of ga- uh, names. You got Pinky, Pinky the Brain, uh, one of the turtles, uh, Raphael, uh, um, the original turtles, Yakko. He can still sing the country song. I saw a video at a con that he did uh, like within the last year. Straight through, oh no, you know, script or anything. Straight through the countries, which is weird because it's probably changed a bit. <laughs> and all, all the others, a lot of other stuff. Uh, Veronica Belmont. We, we have a lot of guests that I'm looking forward to. And I, I, we talked to all the people running it, all the people doing the programming events and everything. And it, they're excited, so I'm excited. Yeah, I think we'll create more crossover than we have in the past because we they gave us a video. The, the GMX crew gave us a video this time around with a lot more exposure of what they're doing. And uh, there were a lot of people that were going nuts for some of the stuff on that video, mostly guests. And uh, it is because it's very voice voice actor strong in its lineup. Um, but then you do have people like Garrett Wong from Star Trek Voyager. And, uh, Marble Hornets are coming back. Yeah. yeah. And it's deeply satisfying in a lot of ways to have people like Garrett who have become friends to the convention world and personal friends uh, of ours. And, um, you know, they're, they're in the community. You know, and I teased Garrett, actually, because I told him one day, I said, man, when I was in high school, you went on the air in Star Trek Voyager, and then you grew up to run cons like me. And we share a, a resentment for you know, the way William Shatner treats fans, and we share a hatred for corporate conventionism and, <laughs> and, and all these fun things. Cause, so we have these hour-long conversations. I just give up when Garrett calls. I just put him on the speakerphone and keep driving the car wherever I was going because it's not going <laughs> to end anytime soon. And he tells the best stories. And, um, and I met him actually here uh, in this venue upstairs in the ballroom that we're now dominating with a massive stage. I met him for the first time at a Star Trek convention, showed him my technical manual for the next generation, and he nerded off on it as much as anybody else would and flipped through it and was like, oh, this is badass. And then now we've become friends and we, you know, we both run con elements and, and you know, I was shatted, as we've now started to call it, in the basement here where our dealer room is by blowing, being blown off by William Shatner. And so those neat little crosses of, of reality and, uh, you know, come to find out our rep for the convention center was standing at the door the day that me and my other nerdy teenage friends met William Shatner. He was standing over there and remembered these three awkward teenage boys trying to figure <laughs> out, you go talk to him, oh, you do it. <laughs> and he remembered that that was us, and he looked at me weird, and he goes, yeah, and I could tell in his brain he like took 60 pounds off of me and added eight inches of hair in a ponytail and figured out that was the guy. <laughs> so you should have kept the hair so you could have lost it locks of love. Oh, yeah, because I totally knew that that was going to be happening. So, we, yeah, so how did that happen? How did yeah. you decide to go with that as a possible charity thing? We have a, a great cause marketing director who uh, whose job it is to work with charities and nonprofits, and uh, I don't remember if she was approached or if she approached them but somehow the idea just got started of bringing in Locks of Love and other charities. Uh, last year we brought over the Red Cross and they did a blood drive and we just decided this is great we should expand it. Uh, Red Cross was here and they did blood drives yesterday. Locks of Love did Friday and we've had uh, tables and uh, donation drives been, uh, going throughout the whole weekend. Our, uh, our vice president over there <laughs> donated some of her hair. Some of it. Some. some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, my estimation is to be most of it. <laughs> it's okay. I beat you. I donate 12. 
Yeah. Wow. wow. We had awesome. we have a staffer who had not had his hair cut since 1994, <laughs> and now he has to reset his yeah. clock. He was right. he was going about the same time I was. So, yeah. yeah and Basil and I. It's great because the girls <laughs> keep coming into the office and looking at him and saying, "Dude, you look great." So I'm sure that he's having a, a good weekend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's a very appropriate considering how many wigs are involved in fandom conventions that we have a, a place that's doing hair uh, as a donor program. And we're looking forward to expanding that, maybe trying to get a wig dealer for all those wig dealers that are listening to your show. This is a great opportunity. Wink, mm-hmm. wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, to do some kind of program where like you donated to Locks of Love, you get a great price on a cosplay wig or whatever then you could afford to go in there and just go nuts and just hack the hell out of your hair to give them as much as you can and then you wear the wig the rest of the weekend (laughs) (laughs) well thank y'all very much for talking with us it's been a wonderful year i'm sure there'll be many great years to come thanks so much thank you thank you thanks